Hey, Paul. Hi, Tom. Good evening. Good evening. We're recording today. We're recording at 9 p.m. on a Sunday. Yes. Unusual time for us. Yeah. Uh, This is often a morning podcast. It is. Tonight is a special uh, Tom and Paul Read Meditations After Dark episode. Yeah. I think uh, maybe we'll have a little bit of a different vibe. Yeah. Like a fire crackling on a autumn, late autumn night. It is late autumn, and we have not really visited marcus and his meditations since the summer at some point that's right i don't yeah it's been a little while it's been a little while i don't i think it's been traveling we've been traveling we've had all kinds of things going on we got busy yeah Yeah. i think at one point we did think about giving up yeah and then okay (laughs) truthfully dear listener we were just talking about our podcast right before we started recording our podcast and paul has recently listened to some of our episodes and what we realized is actually this podcast is good so yeah so screw you guys yes (laughs) we're stating for the record that this is a good podcast yep and people who disagree are either ill-informed or have poor taste or or whatever else but yes this podcast will never die that's right (laughs) that we are podcasters who will never stop that's the thing we like it yes we like it and even though so here's the thing our podcast on Spotify, I recently learned, has a 3.7 star rating. <laughs> okay. And I personally that feels coerced fun. three yes. people into yes. giving us five-star reviews. And there are five reviews. So okay. in order to get a three, there's mathematical certainty <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that the two people that we don't personally know right. who rated us yeah. both gave us a one-star review. Yes. So fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, and so we talked about this fact. Yeah. And we decided that, like Marcus... We're just going to persevere. We don't care. This is a test. Yeah. Yeah. And nothing can stop us. Right. Not even uh, disappointment from our listeners. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But fear not, listeners. We will, you know, uh, if you want to leave comments about this podcast, we are receptive to feedback. So receptive. The even worse part about these one-star reviews, as far as we know. They're anonymous. Is they are anonymous with no feedback. So that is the worst kind. That is a kind of review. Yeah. That I think we can all agree is condemnable and uh, yeah. yeah, not worth leaving. So if you're yeah. considering leaving a one-star anonymous no-comment review to yeah. this podcast, please just save yourself the time and don't. Yes. And instead, leave, if you feel like it, yeah. leave a good one. We can apply that as one of the lenses to today's reading. The yeah. fact that unfairly, unjustly, <laughs> the world has... Saddled us with yeah. a 3.7 star <laughs> rating on Spotify. Saddled us with a low rating. Yeah. I mean, 3.7. Three of them were forced, Tom. I And I promise I will do it. <laughs> Once Tom gives yes. a five-star review, we, have we could... It. I think I did the math and it'll take us up to 3.9. Fantastic. Yeah. So if I, we can get a couple more people, it would be great to get this podcast. 4.0. Up to... Up yeah, to as long as nobody else listens to it. Four stars. Yes. <laughs> We've done a good job shaking the listeners by not recording or <laughs> posting any episodes for a couple of months. But ah, we're back. We're back. Yeah. And we're, so, we're unstoppable. Better than ever. Okay, so I have a few things that I, other lenses that I want to bring to today's Please. podcast episode. The first is, is this. So I was in India for two weeks oh, yeah. between our August when we last talked on this podcast and now. And it's great. So my, my, my wife's family lives there. So I sp- spent some time with her grandfather. Wow. And he's 86 and... He's actually a very he's a he's a very energetic eighty six year old. One of the topics that he brought up, which I thought was very funny to to me culturally, was he was like he just every time he sees me, he can't quite grasp that I'm not religious. Mm. And so he'll he usually the conversation usually starts like this. Paul, sit down. So, so I, I have to come and I, I sit down. And he goes, Paul, you're Christian? And I'm like, Nope, not Christian. He's like, Oh, so you're Jewish. Nope, not Jewish. He's like, fit. so yeah, one so of these. you have to have yeah. the thing about yeah, Indian culture is it's all good. Yeah, it's all good. You, you can just, be Christian, you can be Jew. It's just you have to have something. You have to be one of them. Yeah, yeah. you have to be one of those. I, and I think Upi recently, my my wife recently mentioned this to me as well. She's I think everyone should have a religion. And I was trying to explain that actually I think religion just because it's not a god. I think I do believe in some version of of maybe not like by the book Marcus Stoicism, but some ver- that is a substitute for standard religions that I think you would adopt if you live in a religionless society. So that's one little tidbit. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. I guess I'm especially interested in it because it feels to me, 
it, what do you think this kind of philosophy what functioned as religion for its author? He has a concept of gods that we occasionally get. He, he does have a concept so, of gods, yeah. But he but the truth is that at least in this text his concept of gods is pretty vague. Yeah. It is often just a substitute for the forces that created the world, whatever you might think they are. Yeah. It does. I agree with you that it almost feels like a sort of, this text could comport very well with a kind of agnostic. I don't know what, how this all came about, but here's a pretty good guide on how to live. Yeah. Is that, does that resonate for you? I think all, religion or belief systems are just ways to deal with the world mm. and the world being like random and cruel. And, and so this certainly checks that box. It's a way to explain away the random cruelties of the world. And so I think it serves the same yeah, purpose in that sense. What is to a Christian church uh, is to Marcus journaling in the evening. Yeah, I say. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I guess maybe there's a like a philosophy versus religion distinction. Maybe and maybe I'm just I don't know what I'm talking about. To me, religions usually do offer an explanation for how this all came to be. Oh, I see. Which Stoicism? They're like a, They're like an explain the world they're, kind yeah, of thing. They're, you're right that they're about dealing with the, the cruelties and in, inadequacies of the world or whatever. But they're also like, a, how did we end up here? Which Stoicism is not. We have to me. science now. Yeah, although, which is a religion, and that's in that sense, science qualifies as a religion. Yeah. Science is a religion in itself. It has cause and effect. Yeah. Like you can explain, theoretically, it says that anything can be explained in the same way that religion does. And it gives an origin story of humanity. So. Yeah. I, and, and like other religions, it leaves certain questions unanswered. Very few. Like, well, well, well yeah, exactly. Can we yeah. wrap our heads around, you know, is this the only universe? And right. what does it mean that there couldn't be that? There was no time before the Big Bang and that right, sort of thing. Right. It's stuff that we can't really... Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm on board, I guess, with that That as being as, as complete or more complete an explanation of the yeah. situation we find ourselves in as other religions are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Did you say any of this to, <laughs> to Baza's grandfather? No, I think... I think we, we just left it at that. That uh, You're not any of those things. I'm not any of those and things. And then you pushed your chair back from the table and stood up. <laughs> That's just the end of the conversation? No, I think he was confused. I think I it was just a strange... There's a language barrier here, yeah, too, to yeah. some degree. So I think... Yeah. I mean, he speaks good English, but I think there's... Just the wor words could not... Uh, like, it, there was this barrier, like, okay, now what does that mean? I think we moved on to a different topic at that I point. See. But it's a conversation he keeps asking me, basically. Yeah. Huh. Because... I think it's just a very strange... It doesn't work for him. Yeah. 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 Interesting. It's funny that on some level, but that's what it takes for you to say, wait a minute, stoicism is that thing in my life. Is that, was that a thought you had already had at that point? Because he would phrase it as, everyone needs a, re like, right. a religion. Yes. It was like a, it was a very... And I think, what he, I think he's coming from a pretty wise place, which is that what happens if something goes bad, goes wrong? What happens if some injustice occurs in your life? Like, how do you deal with... Right like terrible yes. loss you need a religion, need a religion. like sure yourself. you don't need a religion when things are great and happy you're happy but you need something when you're sad and i think he actually that he some to some effect he said those things and so that's what got me thinking i say yeah i say cool yeah, yeah. That's do you have a religion tom well like you i don't identify with a major religion and if, yeah. if a government form asks me to pick my religion i'll usually say atheist i agree with you i don't know that i'm not sure i would finger stoicism exactly as yeah. the thing that is for me but yeah at my at minus I, I wish i had a clearly articulated yeah. one it's mostly like you talk to my wife's grandfather <laughs> yeah he might really yeah he'll be really upset things. with you yeah. <laughs> yeah he probably would be yeah. yeah i think yeah to the extent that i have philosophical stuff about that it comes from simple stuff that we all learn like the golden rule plus kind of our own collections of experience and wisdom about life that don't necessarily correspond to a body of knowledge, like a existing body of philosophy or whatever. Okay, so actually that reminds me. Yeah. The follow-up I had with Upasna okay. was of the nature where she said, I gave the same answer you gave, essentially. Yeah, and she said that. And I felt very happy with my answer. I thought, yeah. felt, there you go, I washed my hands of this problem. Aren't yeah. I cool? Yeah. And then she said, well, that's because you've never experienced real hardship. Okay. 
That's so how do you feel about that, Tom? I don't like being told that. I <laughs> yeah. disagree with her. I also didn't appreciate being yeah, told I that. I think that's not nice and not true. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. I, I thought at the time, maybe I haven't. Yeah. But it may be. I, I wonder if that's true. I don't want to speculate on, yeah. on your own feeling or the own story that your own story that you tell about your life. But yeah. I, the idea that all people without religion are there just because they've had cushy lives because they and they've never been tested doesn't that doesn't scan for me. Yeah. Or like at some point once something really terrible happens, you have to find some system of beliefs that aren't just a quilt of bunch of stuff and are something bigger than that. No. Maybe. Uh, I think there's a correlation between bad things happening in your life and becoming more spiritual or religious. Yeah. That makes sense to me. There's an easy explanation for that was totally divorced from this is an inevitable part of hmm. going through something hard, which is, yeah, people who experience hard stuff Turn to naturally are looking for ways to rationalize and explain. And one of them is these yeah. organized bodies of thought that are designed to do just that. Yeah. But to me, that is not the same thing. It's not thing the as, only way. Yeah, it's not the same thing as saying anybody who hasn't had that hasn't gone through a, a hard period in their life. I don't think that. Okay, I also feel justified. Offended by Offended that. now. Yeah. Yes, okay. I am okay. also offended. I think you should I have feel... Decided. Okay, good. I think you should feel however you feel about being told. It's offended. Okay, good. If you've chosen offended, I co-sign you feeling yeah. offense. Yeah. I'll tell her. That I, I have decided okay. that I am now offended. Okay, now you're going to pick a fight. Great. Yeah. So it's recorded as <laughs> my fault. Tom told me that I yeah. should be offended yes. about this comment you made. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so how have you been since we last recorded an episode? It's interesting that this has, this period of us not recording an episode has corresponded with the fall, the season of autumn, more or less, because it's always the season of the year where I am at my best and happiest, basically. Oh. And that's true this year, too, I find. that It always happens to me. I can't perceive it while it's going on. But in the summer, I'm always bummed out. And then fall comes and I'm like just reinvigorated and full of life. And it's still true here in San Francisco, even without really having seasons the same way we You're like a vampire. Like that's the opposite of what most people feel. Yes, I, I can't explain as it. As soon as it, was, it start getting colder and the days start getting shorter. I, I yeah. come alive. I can't nice. totally explain it. But nice. I, I'm feeling that way now too. Well, Things are good. Nice. Yeah. I've been feeling pretty purposeful and just yeah. just uh yeah, not not as if there's nothing I want in life or but all in all, yeah, cool. stringing together some some good days and weeks. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah, things have been good for me. I would say that's yeah. cool. Yeah, I, I, it's a funny. I would say I, I tend to feel best when the days are longest. Yeah. So I'm like tied to the light. Yeah. But you're not. I, yeah. I think of myself as someone who loves the light. Too. I can't totally square that with how yeah. how the map of the seasons. It may be. Okay, my internal theory about this, to the extent that I have one, is is that it had to do with school, basically. And that school was a oh, place in my life that I felt liked. very purposeful, mm. and I pretty much liked the rhythm of being in school. Mm. And then this was less true. As a kid, I liked summer, obviously, because it meant not being in school. But uh, in college and in grad school and stuff, summer was always this weird amorphous time that it was, I was not as happy. Yeah. The structure went away. Fair enough. That's I think yeah. maybe that's just coded into me as, yeah. even as an adult now. That yeah. the summers are always a, a drag for me. Interesting. There we have it. Yeah. So the lenses are bye to the haters. That's one of the lenses. <laughs> the one star reviewers. I hope you're listening to this. Yeah, absolutely. And and stoicism as religion. Yep. Yep. I like it. All right, and we're gonna pick up from a spot that to the reader, if you've just listened to our last episode, will feel like, oh, just beautiful continuity. Of course, this is right where they left off. Yep. But we had to listen to our last episode <laughs> where we left we're the, off. We're the only ones who actually listened. <laughs> yes. But we believe that we have identified the spot in book four of the meditations, which is the 22nd bullet point of those meditations, which is where we left off. So we're going to start there. Number 22. Not to be driven this way and that, but always to behave with justice and see things as they are. Okay. 
classic. Uh, that is a, if you just picked a random yeah. sentence, <laughs> that would be it. This book, yeah. that is about it. Anything striking you, not to be driven this way and that, but always to behave with justice and see things. Yeah, I think. As they are. I think don't ignore the reviews. Yeah. And right. just strive towards justice. What is yeah. justice with, when it, with respect to this podcast? I, I think it's hunting down all the ones. <laughs> and killing that's that's like, justice. Yeah, yeah that's, that feels right. We certainly won't be driven this way and that. So. <laughs> yeah. If you Murdering uh, our one-star reviewers. Murdering our one-star reviewers. And yeah. um, if you leave a comment that is not helpful, we right. will not be swayed by your... Un- so we're that's open right. to good comments, but basically bad comments are not going to drive us off the... Treat the tracks that we're already going down, yeah. not one iota. Perfect. So feel free to leave them. <laughs> they won't affect us in the slightest. Very applicable. Okay, great. I think this one this is... This is exactly what Marcus was writing about. <laughs> the next one is also in a similar spirit, maybe. Number 23. To the world. Your harmony is mine. Whatever time you choose is the right time. Not late, not early. Okay, so this is back to, I, I was re-listening to the last episode. It's back to this everything is there for a reason, fate thing that, that, that Marcus seems to have. Okay, I so, agree, that, that is what this seems to be about. I, there's an interesting word here, though, harmony. Right. Which is not quite, that feels like a flipped novel. It's a different word. Here. I think it might be the first time he's using that word. Yeah, to, yeah. to the world, your harmony is mine. There's, there's an implication there of music, obviously. But also, it's much more positive sounding, right? Fate sounds to me, or or this concept of, yes, whatever time you choose is the right time, does sound like fatalistic and deterministic. And, and this sounds like, oh, we're, your harmony is, is a, I don't know. Harmony is your working ticket. You're, you should just ride the wave of yes. the world or whatever. Yeah. It feels a little optimistic for the Marcus. I'm maybe I'm misremembering it, but that that yeah. that strikes me as a little more uh, flowery. Harmony, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever time you choose is the right time, not late, not early. Which is how this podcast works, by the way, <laughs> as well. Their episodes are not late. <laughs> They're <laughs> never it, early. It was appropriate. For this us. is it's how like the listener break. This is how the listener should be treating us. <laughs> Yes. The podcast creators. Yes. That's right. We, we are choose. nature with yes. a capital N. Yes, exactly. And yeah. Our harmony is yours. <laughs> it's your harmony. Yes. That's right. Yes. Oh, that's the best framing. <laughs> Great. Oh, whoops. That one kept going. I'm sorry. I'm looking at this. Okay. It could have ended, but okay. Yeah. And I'm realizing that I'm going to have to check to see if they break on the, the pages. Anyway. Okay. So I'm going to start over because it's short. To the world, your harmony is mine. Whatever time you choose is the right time. Not late, not early. To nature, what the turn of your seasons brings me falls like ripe fruit. All things are born from you, exist in you, return to you. The poet says, dear city of sea cross. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm terrified of you for some reason. Poet says, dear city of... Seacrops, C-E-C-R-O-P-S. Dear city of Seacrops, and then he says, <laughs> I don't know why this is so funny to me. Can't you bring yourself to say of Zeus instead of of Seacrops? I have no idea what he's talking what? about. <laughs> the poet says, dear city of Seacrops, can't you bring yourself to say of Zeus? Seacrops is another word for Zeus, but it's... Sorry, no what idea was what the, and the sentence right before that? The sentence right before that is, is address, he's addressing to nature. What the turn of your seasons brings me falls like ripe fruit. Okay, this is beautiful. <laughs> All things are born from you, exist in you, return to you. Okay. And then the poet says, dear city of sea crops. Okay. No idea what the last This has to be about. one of those situations where Marcus just came back <laughs> at a later time and kept writing. And then you, you, yeah, there's nothing we can do about it, right? Or he's referring to some piece of text that we don't know about. Okay. Maybe he's talking to the world and to nature, and maybe the poet that he's referring to who starts his poem, Dear City of Sea Crops, is a poem that's about that stuff that we just don't know about, and then he's reacting to that poem. Okay. Um, but I don't, I don't know that we can react to that. And Yeah. Yeah. Is that Maybe. where it ends? Uh, <laughs> that's the end of that entry, okay. yes. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Much less. You're missing some co- cultural. Here it does a result. Yeah. The the sentence about nature is, or the two sentences about nature are lovely though. 
That's true. Like what the turn of your seasons brings me falls like ripe fruit is very poetic. That is nice, yeah. And yeah. appropriate and to the conversation we were just right. having. Yeah, exactly. Except when the summer ripe, comes around. The ripe you, fruit I appreciate is dead leaves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Number 24. If you seek tranquility, do less. Ugh. Or, parentheses, more accurately, do what's essential. What the logos of a social being requires and in the requisite way, which brings a double satisfaction to do less better because most of what we say and do is not essential. If you can't eliminate it, you'll have more time and more tranquility. Ask yourself at every moment, is this necessary? But we need to eliminate unnecessary assumptions as well to eliminate the unnecessary actions that follow. Yeah. This is the kind of thing that makes me think, yeah, this is all things that I believe already. I think there is a nice, there is something nice about Occam's razor and reducing complexity. And it's one of those things that I like, it's hard to explain, but it just brings me joy. Totally. There's there's no way to disagree with him. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, this yeah. way. Uh, the, the question, of course, is, what is what, yeah, so which thing am I yeah. doing essential? Yeah. I can agree with him because yeah, all, yeah, yeah. I think all of us in our heart feel something like, oh, yeah. Like simpler is better, yeah. Yeah, I could cut out this stupid thing that I do right, and right, right. that would be better. Yeah, the classic impossible, it's too abstract to disagree with. Yes, exactly. Which and is a staple. On top of that, appealing and seductive to something deep in our hearts. Basically but also a horoscope. Like, yeah. Basically what he's doing is like this, yeah, it's like the classic horoscope model where you... Yes. It, we all want more tranquility. Yeah. How can you get it? Oh, I let me tell you yeah. how to get this more tranquility yeah. that you want. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'd, maybe it's just because I've been away from his way of writing for a while, but yeah. some of this is, strikes me as very lovely that this bit at the end of this first paragraph about which brings a double satisfaction to do less better is yeah that is nice actually lovely yeah. boy you couldn't express the idea more right. succinctly than not that. only are He's, you doing less but you're doing a better job at it yes yeah, yeah. yeah. just and it's a funny thing he's modeling his writing models the philosophy that he's espousing here it is this is in a way a short paragraph it's, yeah. yeah just edited which is what he's proposing a certain form of editing on sure. on your whole life sure it's interesting because in other parts of his text yeah of he's course. terribly edited of course. yeah yeah number 25 mm -hmm. and then you might see what the life of the good man is like someone content with what nature assigns him mm -hmm. and satisfied with being just and kind himself this is a lesson to our listeners yes is what this is <laughs> yes. Take so you have come so that you might see what the life of some good men are like <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, oh my God! So learn how to be just and kind yourselves, please, listeners. You're not. You're not reading anymore, are you? No, <laughs> this, is, this is me talking and just modifying the sentence okay. so it's a directive to our listeners. Yeah. No. Perfect. Yeah. Yes. Good. Good. No wait. I flipped back to the. Okay. Great. <laughs> Number twenty-six. Very interesting. First two sentences. You've seen that. Now look at this. What? You have my attention, Marcus. You are inventing clickbait, I think, in the... Uh... <laughs> That's right. This is... Yeah. yeah. Okay. Don't be disturbed. Uncomplicate yourself. Someone has done wrong, dot, to himself. What? Something happens to you. Good. It was meant for you by nature, woven into the pattern from the beginning. Life is short. That's all there is to say. Get what you can from the present, thoughtfully, justly. Unrestrained moderation. <laughs> wow. Wait, what? No, let's, let's Unrestrained. Just, let's that whole oh, boy, again. there's so much it's here. The, maybe the most dramatic. There's so yeah. much. He's just he's taking a bunch of very dramatic rhetorical moves here. I stuffed them all <laughs> into a single bullet point. Okay. Number 26. Let's You've seen that. Now look at this. Uh -huh. Don't be disturbed. Uncomplicate <laughs> yourself. Someone has done wrong to himself. Something happens to you. Good. 
It was meant for you by nature, woven into the pattern from the beginning. Life is short. That's all there is to say. Get what you can from the present thoughtfully, justly, unrestrained moderation. What do we think he means by this last Unrestrained, unrestrained moderation. moderation. It's like the joke, right? Moderation in everything, including moderation. Or oh, that's that. funny. Uh, unrestrained moderation. I, I actually don't know what those two words together could mean. I guess it's, it's almost, it feels like a response to the joke I just made, where it's no, actually, moderation. Always actually. moderation. Yeah. No, no exceptions, even for itself. Um, but how th does that tie at all with the other concept, or is he just saying a bunch of pithy statements back to back? Are they related to? Uh, so the sentence before that is "get what you can from the present thoughtfully, justly." So. Those feel so like moderate, yeah, moderation yeah. is a oh. part of getting what you can from the sure. So, so it's making peace with control the things you can control. Yeah. Okay. Unrestrained moderation. Unrestrained. That's a, such a weird yeah, word. It's yeah. like moderation in everything would be the way I would expect him to phrase it. Yeah. Unrestrained is it, it Unrestrained. feels like he's making restrain a, your moderation. It feels like he's making a joke almost with the way that's. Phrased. Oh. So, is this right? the first is, is, joke? Is he making? <laughs> have we detected some kind of is sense this humor? Of humor? Maybe. Actually, it could be. To the extent those that, two words together yeah, is, to is funny. That, yeah, to the extent that we, yeah. uh, peering back through this much history, can discern jokes in the text, this resembles a joke to me. This is a joke? Nice one. Good one, Marcus. <laughs> Wait, so, yeah. it's the, so the joke is the one thing you should not restrain. Yeah, the, on the concept oh, of no, he is trying, yeah. It's just like an oxymoron. It's right. like the one thing that it's impossible to imagine what it means to have it be unrestrained is ah, moderate. So there's only one thing you can have. Yeah, that's right. So he's, he's chuckling to himself that you should, you have to restrain everything. Yes. Except one thing. Oh man. What a, what a deep joke. Yeah. This, this is, is good, good stuff. This works yeah. to write any joke that will yeah. translate across 2000 years of history is, yeah. is pretty decent. And one that's only two words long is even better. Yeah. Uh, to me, this sounds like someone in a crowded town square standing on a box <laughs> Like yes. enticing the crowd. That's what this the the beginning of this, especially yeah. where he's saying someone <laughs> has done wrong. Thought to himself. Yes, I agree. It's him. Same. Yeah, and also you've seen that. Now see this. <laughs> yes. Don't be disturbed. Uncomplicate yourself. Also, it seems like, or, or what it is is it's Scientologists or something now trying yeah. to attract people to. You come just say enough their... things that someone can attribute yeah. worth to them. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. Someone has done wrong to himself. Did you, <laughs> do you feel like you know what he's talking about there? Someone has done wrong to himself. With a very dramatic ellipsis. Uh, I don't know what he's talking about. Someone? He gets, he gets back on the rails. As soon as, he, as soon as he's done with that sentence, he goes, they're like, something happens to you good. It was meant for you by nature. We're right back in his wheelhouse. But I don't know what he means by someone has done wrong to himself. It, it, it yeah, I, truly feels like he is practicing attention-grabbing cash yeah. <laughs> That's right. And then he remembers what the point of his journal is and goes Unrestrained back to moderation. You've done wrong by, by being immoderate. Yeah, by doing something unrestrained. Boy, yeah, that's... I, I don't... It's hard, it must be hard to translate, I wonder. Yeah. Oh. I wonder if this was just like was smooth flowing latin at or, his time and it was just like so hard to translate or something like that what this seems like to me is i would love to see the images of the actually this feels like he's yeah scribbling in the margins of no look at this yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. so what has done wrong to himself might be unclear if that should be a separate entry from the right right the next piece yeah i wonder how they even delineated yeah his, i, like, I bullets. would be fascinated yeah. i wonder if there is a surviving original text I, I, of yeah we, we might want to just before the next episode we'll take a it. look at yeah. the, the yeah. although the policy of this that's true. podcast is, is, is ignorance is, is yes ignorance is strength it's 19, yeah. ignorance is strength yeah. war is peace yeah yeah okay cool number 27 an ordered world or a mishmash but still in order can there be order within you and not in everything else? In things so different, so dispersed, so intertwined? Whoa. Okay. 
this is the this is the whole core idea of stoicism again it's that your everything in in your inner sanctum is nice and organized and everything around you whatever you can't control it you can't control it and it's chaotic but what is he saying at the end about can the world can there be order within you Mm -hmm. and not in everything else in things so different so dispersed so intertwined very interesting adjectives he's chosen there uh, so yeah, he's, he's asking this question about, I see where he's coming from, that if, if I'm an ordered being who exists in yeah. an ordered world, how can that state persist in a disordered mm-hmm. world? How can that state persist? It seems like either I should become disordered or the world should become ordered or something like that. And he's asking, is that, do why we, do we believe? Yeah. Why? Or yeah. how, how does, how can that be? Okay. We're just moving on <laughs> yeah, from there's, there doesn't seem to be any flow between these mm-hmm. chapters. Bullets. Yes. Yeah. The bullets are just. Yeah. yeah. He's shaping his thoughts. Right. They come to him in different. Okay. So he's he's questioning his own ability to stay organized. After he said unrestrained moderation, which yeah. He, so he also says an ordered world or a mishmash, but still an order. Can there be order within you and not in everything else? So it, it doesn't feel like. He's at least positing the existence of an ordered world there. Okay, so he's not sure it's what seems, the world is. Yeah, it seems like he knows that he the, the, his philosophy is to keep himself in order. And he hasn't totally decided whether or not the world is ordered or if it's some sort of mishmash that has an order yeah. too. To be fair, he, he, he does – I think that's the thing he keeps jumping between is this uh, like fate or not. Right. And – I don't know if he's made up his mind on whether he yeah. thinks everything is that's right. as it should be and faded or like chaotic yeah. and who cares? You can't control it. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that pr- literally the previous bullet point, he's talking about being nature weaving the pattern from the beginning. Right. feels very right. preordained. Really ordered. Um, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's interesting. That seems to tear him up so much, I guess. I don't care. Yeah, I feel comfortable with the concept that to the extent that stuff in life has patterns and an order to it, it's something that is well beyond our ability to, as humans. We can understand parts of that pattern, but yeah. not all of it by a long shot as humans. So I guess he's grappling with a very big question that maybe some of us smaller-minded humans are just comfortable not grappling with and saying, yeah, I feel like the only time you have to grapple with stuff like that is when the world really hurts you. Yeah. Because otherwise it doesn't matter. So it's... Yeah. It's also what like professional physicists would do on a daily basis. That's true, yeah. Too. That's true. That's true. If it's your job to think about that yeah. or if something about the world really encroached on you and you're trying to make sense of it. Yeah. Great. Okay. My eye has just gone to the next bullet point and it's so weird. Okay. I'm just going to read it because I I don't know what to make of this. Okay. Character, colon. Dark, womanish, obstinate. Wolf, sheep, child, fool, cheat, buffoon, salesman, tyrant. That is the whole entry. So just... So there were two sentences there. Uh-huh. One was character colon, dark, womanish, obstinate. And the rest was just a list presented as a sentence with just commas separating wolf, sheep, child, fool, etc. I have no idea. I have no idea. I have no idea. Character, dark, womanish, obstinate. What is he talking about? What is a womanish? Is that an adjective? Is it like... Womanly. Womanly? That's what I feminine? assume. Is it is written as womanish, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm interpreting that to mean fe- dark, feminine, fem- obstinate, and then he lists a bunch of things. Wolf. Are those okay. all? I guess these are examples of things that have a dark, womanish, obstinate character. A wolf, wolf, and a sheep, and a child, and a fool. What? And a cheat, and a buffoon, and a salesman, and a tyrant. They're all feminine. I can maybe okay. I'm not Roman was not in the list. I'm not co-signing his use of womanish <laughs> as what seems like a pejorative because they tend to all. They're basically all bad. 
Yeah. That's the thing that unites all child. I, they all seem like things that, in one way or another, Marcus like, would look down upon, including being a child in, in a way. Um, not that because they're evil, right. but just because they're he's an adult. Sure. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> he's, he's smart enough. He's that. big. He's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So. And he's, he's saying the thing that all of these have in common right. is being dark. Which I don't know what he means by that. I okay. don't, I, Maybe dim is what the, the translation there is dim. Yeah, okay. I like that. I feel like we're meeting him more than halfway or the translator more than halfway <laughs> yeah. by interpreting it th- that way. Yeah. But I would co-sign saying that all, although calling uh, children dim. Children seems- are dim. That makes total sense. That's the problem with dark. Children are not dark. But they're dim. But they are dim. They're pretty Sal- dim. Salesman and tyrant are the last two. We feel that those are dim. I can see how he would hate those. Like tyrants are dark, but you he yeah. might also think they're dim. Yeah, yeah, wouldn't he? I he would probably think so. would. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If anyone, yeah. Salesmen are what are salesmen in his world? By the I way, think he looks down on. I think we're yeah, being think told merchants that, are that, bad. Yeah. yeah, and I think to me, salesman actually has is a slightly more negative phrasing than merchant. Salesman mm-hmm. sounds yeah. like you're yeah. fleecing people. Okay, that sounds more like dark than dim, but. Maybe he just thinks children are evil, and yeah. then everything makes sense. <laughs> we need separate entries for fool and buffoon. Those t- to, buffoon. Me mean, to me mean the same. <laughs> what is a buffoon? I only know it as like... A silly word. A, yeah, just a silly man is what I think. Yeah, like. particularly somebody who's like the butt of the joke. Or okay. is like very... A clown is a buffoon because they're performative and they're, okay. the humor is at their expense. Intentionally funny. Yeah. Okay. And, with and, and the key thing is that the humor is at their expense, I feel like. Okay. And that's different than a fool. I don't know how. I guess just fool is a more, to me, all-encompassing term yeah. of just not smart. Okay, I don't like calling all these groups womanish. I think Romans were very patriarchal. Yeah. yeah. I think women were just, like, worse in their view. Yeah. Boy, that's a bummer. Yeah. And certainly, calling back to the first book. Obviously, Marcus's world where he's having that sort of gratitude journal was mostly, it seems, populated by men. Yeah. Obstinate is also a weird word. I guess I agree with it for children are obstinate is one of his observations, which, okay, yeah, I can get there with you. Yeah. Yeah, obstinate. Yeah. Okay. A fool. This next entry, boy, he is really playing with the format of this journal a lot. The next entry is a... is. He is providing definitions for six words. It's in the style of a dictionary entry. Awesome. Where it says a word and then the part of speech that it is and then the definition of the word. Okay. So I'm going to read that as sensibly as I can. Number 29. Alien. Noun. One who doesn't know what the world contains or how it operates. Fugitive. Noun. One who evades his obligations to others. Blind, adjective. One who keeps the eyes of his mind shut tight. Poor, adjective. Requiring others, not having the necessities of life in one's own possession. Rebel, noun. One who is rebellious. One who withdraws from the logos of nature because he resents its workings. It produced you. Now it produces this. Schismatic. <laughs> what? One who separates his own soul from others with the logos. They should be one. Okay. The soul should be one. Okay. The soul and the logos are one. And I think he's saying one who separates his own soul from others with the logos. So I think he's saying... Your souls and other souls, your soul and others souls should be together. But oh, you're using this guy. A schism. So a, a schism schismat- at church. A sh- yeah. Yeah. So, but it's, it's also very strange to me that he's using schismatic as the noun. Yeah. I guess he's saying that a person is a schismatic if they do this. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so he's giving these. I think he's giving. He, I think he's doing another joke. Yeah, he's doing jokes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. We've reached the part of the book where Marx does <laughs> yeah, jokes. Yeah, he becomes a, yeah. a clown. It's, yeah. File this uh, podcast under humor. I couldn't. My like modern, politically correct mind immediately jumped up. He insults blind people for 
<laughs> yeah, it's strange. It their mind's like... eye closed or something? Like... Yeah, the eyes of his mind shut tight. Yeah, exactly. I think... And he insults poor people for depending on others. Okay, a more generous reading maybe when he is insulting them. But I think he's saying something like, you can be blind without being blind in the way that we're all accustomed to thinking about blind. Those who foreclose their mind to the possibilities of the philosophy I'm espousing or whatever are also blind, basically. Yeah. And so this thing has a literal, he's using metaphor. I see. So he doesn't actually mean blind people. Yes. Okay. But he means actually, he actually means poor people. Requiring others not having the necessities of life in one's own possession. Oh, I think he's doing metaphors for all of them. I think that, oh, I think you're right. Yes. Okay, should I go through them again, given that we now realize that these are metaphors? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, fine. Alien, noun. One who does not know what the world contains or how it operates. Okay. So you're a stranger in this land. Right. If you don't, if you're not... Catching on to how this all works, basically. Okay. You will be an alien if you don't figure that out. It's like an insult. It's like regular people who think who aren't aliens, obviously. Yes. And but this behaving this way makes you this yes. bad thing. Yes. You I'm gonna think call a- you a name. Yes, exactly. Fugitive. Yeah. yeah. You're a fugitive, not just if you run away from the law, but if you in his definition, one who evades his obligations to others. Right. That makes you a fugitive. Right. So he's redefining these words to right. make them describe his flaws. Okay, that makes sense. Blind, one who keeps the eyes of his mind shut tight. So not necessarily the physically blind. Mm-hmm. Poor, requiring others not having the necessities of life in one's own possession. Right. So anyone who, yeah, <laughs> anyone who needs others in his estimation yep. is poor. Yep. I have to say, this is a place, Marcus, <laughs> where he and I part ways. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot I agree with you it about. Like a poor mindset. This one, yeah. this one, I can't get there with you. Yeah. Uh, rebel noun. One who is rebellious. Cop out. Editors know. <laughs> Cut that part, Marcus. Rebel. One who is rebellious. One who withdraws from the logos of nature because he yeah. resents its workings. Parentheses. It produces you. Now it produces this. Yeah. So you're a rebel if you don't. Except the way of the world. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Schismatic, the I, one we've already talked Rebel about. Rebel doesn't seem like a bad thing, but I guess to him. It's yeah, like, it's funny. It's that like if he thinks thing, of these yeah. as six equally bad insults, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very funny because some yeah. of them, one of them is a word we've never heard of yeah. and several feel neutral to us. Yeah. Yeah. So, Tom. Yeah. You have to come up with an additional one that's on this list. <laughs> okay, let's see. What other kind of thing does he or what other kind of thing would have been an insult in his era that i can or it can be modern era okay but i'm trying to think what what else would he despise yeah Um, okay i'm ready so he talked about not disliking people who uh like preached little sermons that was one of my favorite phrases of his yes uh and he seems to dislike salesmen yes so Salesman, okay. one who preaches little sermons left and right. Okay, yeah, that's good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> this is a good podcast, <laughs> as we've previously established. <laughs> the, the one that I'm working on in my mind is something about being lost, basically. There's like a literal definition of someone who's lost. I guess that's like exactly one. He already has. None of these are exactly that concept. <clears throat> right. But basically, there's all the, okay. this, this notion of being like, you are flung into the yeah. the cruel, chaotic world, and you can be lost, or you can say, this is where exactly where I belong. Yeah. So someone who's lost is like someone who is not, doesn't accept where they fit in nature's fabric or, or something like that. Is That's my yeah. addition. Yeah, that, that sounds like something he would say. The, the definition, yeah. yeah. Okay. Very good. We just added to the journal. Yes. Okay, cool. So, yeah, so now this <laughs> new format for the podcast is we add <laughs> the bullet points we feel are insufficient as they're currently constructed. Yeah. So sometimes we will we'll just like a red pen <laughs> and just, yeah, just jot some stuff into the little gaps he leaves between the bullet points. Editor's notes. Yeah. Okay. Number 30. A philosopher without clothes and one without books. I have nothing to eat, says he, as he stands there half naked, but I subsist on the logos. And with nothing to read, I subsist on it too. This one's like a riddle, I think. Wait, so, so this is a joke. Think, <laughs> so two philosophers meet in a bar. And one one has is, no clothes. And the well, other has no books. Yeah. 
The one without I clothes. I have nothing to eat, says he, as he stands okay. there half naked. But I subsist on the, the logos. logos. Okay, great. I see. And, okay. And the philosopher with nothing to read, I yep. subsist on it, too. The point is that I think... It's so weird. <laughs> the premise is that one has no clothes and the one has no books, but the first thing either one says is, I have nothing to eat, which is not either of those things. <laughs> I don't think it's a riddle. Or, because it doesn't, it's not a funny. It's not a riddle. It's, it's, it's phrased like a riddle, but I think what yeah. he's basically saying is like, they all subsist on the logos. Logos is the so sustains both of them, and so the joke is you think there's a difference between this guy, the philosopher without the clothes. It's an anti joke. It's a classic anti joke. It's something. It's a setup that you expect to turn into something, and then it doesn't. It halfway got there. It just feels like you fucked up the joke. An anti joke would be, would have a clearer non joke ending. This one is uncomfortably in the middle because it's close to the ending of an actual joke is my feeling right if it said a philosopher without food and one without books yeah and then the guy without food said i have nothing to eat but i subsist on the logos and And the the other other one said i all i have nothing to read but i also subsist on the logos basically that it's as essential to us or more essential to us than either yeah so the the fact that for some reason not having clothes clothes, was irrelevant or maybe marcus equates clothes with food (laughs) that seems to be what's going on in this I, I have nothing to eat. Boy, this is a riddle for the ages. <laughs> yeah, wow. Okay. I like that he's working out new stuff. <laughs> he's really... He's, what if I do comedy? What if I write jokes? What if I he's write testing riddles? testing the waters. Yeah. Philosopher. He tried. I think the thing we're meant to take away is... You're going to subsist on the logos. The, a philosopher... The logos to a philosopher is more essential than clothes or books or food. Yeah. What's the logos? <laughs> it's he started using that word a lot like yeah, two chapters he, ago. He has, I agree. Logic. Yeah, logos of nature he uses a lot. Yeah. I think it yeah. I think it's logic, but I think it's also nature's law or something mm-hmm. like that is mm-hmm. how I'm interpreting it mm-hmm. too. I these philosophers subsist on the laws of nature. I guess. Yeah, that's what they're thinking about all day. <laughs> These ones in particular, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Number 31. <laughs> Love the discipline you know and let it support you. Entrust everything willingly to the gods and then make your way through life. No one's master and no one's slave. Okay. Yeah, standard Marcus thought. No. Love the discipline and let it support you is interesting. That one's a, that one's a little bit new, yeah. Yeah. So. What does he mean by discipline? I, I mentally inserted the word like habits. Yeah. I think that's that sentence. Yeah. I think that's right. And I think it's it's interesting because it's actually a bit different from the notion of love the discipline you know to me in modern English has a slightly different meaning, which is more like you've chosen a specialty in your life. Yeah. Love like oh, that's dis- discipline oh, in the sense of meaning. specialty yeah, yeah. as opposed to, yeah. I think I agree more with your reading of it as habits, right. but connected with the previous one to me, there's another reading of this, which is, Hey, listen, I'm a philosophy guy who likes thinking about this logos <laughs> nature stuff. Right. That's my thing. Love that. I'm one of my things is to just love that and let it support me and, right. and not, not worry about food or clothes. And yeah, not think about the other stuff. Yeah. Okay. So maybe that's another way of parsing it. Nice. And Marcus chose war as his discipline. Yeah, that's yeah, that's interesting that he... That feels almost at odds, right? Because he's so frequently, the world will yeah. hand you its challenges and you will... It, it's often not about you making choices to love something or something like that. Um, I guess in some ways, this discipline has been handed to you. And so yes, it's love not the discipline making a choice. No, it's yeah, just okay. love, love what you have. Yeah. yeah. Loosely. And let it support you. Yeah. Don't push it away. Yeah. No, okay. yeah. Hmm. Standard. Okay. Boy. Number 32. The age of Vespasian, for example. Boy. People doing the exact same things, colon. Marrying, raising children, getting sick, dying, waging war, throwing parties, doing business, farming, flattering, boasting, distrusting, plotting, hoping others will die, complaining about their own lives, falling in love, 
putting away money, seeking high office and power. And that life they led is nowhere to be found. Okay. Or, <laughs> oh, yep. The Age of Trajan. The exact same thing. Trajan. Yeah. Trajan. Uh-huh. The exact same things. And that life, too, gone. Survey the records of other eras and see how many others gave their all and soon died and decomposed into the elements that formed them. But most of all, run through the list of those who you knew yourself, Uh those who worked in vain, who failed to do what they should have, what they should have remained fixed on and found satisfaction in. A key point to bear in mind, the value of attentiveness varies in proportion to its object. You're better off not giving the small things more time than they deserve. Wow. Back to business. Yeah. We had some jokes. <laughs> no more jokes. I see all these dumbasses running around. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot there. I feel like I should. Yeah. Yeah. So he starts with this list of things that. The age of Vespasian. Yes. Yeah. Falling in love, putting away money, seeking high office and power. Yeah. Some of, some of these things I would think he's would falling. No, yeah. Yeah. no, no. He thinks falling in love is that led to a life that is nowhere to be found. Yeah. Jesus. This is a very callous entry for him where he's also saying, yeah. think about all the people in your life yeah. who waste, essentially wasted their lives and are now dead and decomposing. The age of, maybe he's not actually dissing these things. Maybe he's saying, okay, falling in love, putting away money. Those were all things that you cared a lot about at the time. And now you're decomposing. Because he goes on to talk about Trajan, who I think generally he admires. I say. From the beginning, he, he oh. really talks a lot of good stuff about Trajan. And then he laments that Trajan is also gone now. I see. So maybe he's contrasting the two. Maybe Vespasian sucked and Trajan was good. And he's saying, hey, actually, life consisted of the same thing. Or like, sure, it, it all washed out, kind of. It all washed out. And so... Survey the records of other eras and see how many others gave their all and soon died and decomposed into the elements. Okay, so we're doing this mortality thing. Yeah, which we love to go back sort of, to. If it has a sort of Ozymandias vibe to me. Look upon my works, ye mighty, and despair, and all, et cetera, et cetera. But it's all destroyed. The point being, like, he's saying, survey history. Everyone's dead. No matter how great they seemed at the time, they're all. It's all. Yep. It didn't matter. Is that what the Ozymandias quote is about? I thought it was just him showing off how cool he is. Oh, you should read the next two lines of the poem, oh. Richard, because this is the inscription at the base of a statue, uh-huh. and we're in the desert where there's nothing else around. Okay. So the point is, the statue was in a place once, long ago, that says, he's saying, look upon my works, and it's supposed to be. Oh, I it see. It was in this formerly Well, so it was place. him showing off, and now it's it was, ironic. Yes, exactly. I see, yeah. yeah. Ye mighty and despair. I love this idea of looking upon someone else's works and despairing. Yeah. Yeah, it's sick. It's one of yeah. the best English sentences I've ever read, probably. <laughs> okay, cool. Sorry. So back to this. So they all died, and what they should have done is remained fixed and found, uh, fixed on the things that they are focused on, their disciplines, and found satisfaction in it. Yeah, I'm a little confused. I, I don't guess- spend time on frivolous things, is the end. Right. I guess he's implying that the people in both of these ages that he's previously referring to, all these activities are about desire. They're all about putting away money or seeking power or falling in love are all actions that are informed by wanting, it seems. And so he's saying that they all did these foolish things um, and that that, they were all just running around like chickens with their head cuts. I'm surprised he groups Trajan into it. Maybe his mind about Trajan has has changed. I thought he was a big fan of him, but... He could also be saying, like, even in great times, even in the age of Trajan, yeah. there were all these people who were running around doing stupid mm. stuff. I don't necessarily not Trajan this. himself. Just, yeah, it, the sentence is just people doing these things. Right. Not, yeah. Okay. So this is back to the part of Marcus that I really have the hardest time getting behind, which is his, like, manic race for the finish line, right. your legend matters... All that stuff. Yeah, I agree. It's the it's very fatalistic feeling too. Yeah, where he's just fixated on. I I do like 
All of these entries seem to have one sentence where I'm like, ooh, that's a nice sentence. Hmm. The value of attentiveness varies in proportion to its object is a, a, a nice way of, it's like the way a physicist or like a yeah, scientist that is would the phrase, say it. Like it's a, a very scientific yeah. way of saying it, yeah. but it's nice. Yeah. Uh, and then he explains it in like a, the way like a blogger would say it would explain it in, afterwards. You're better off not giving the small things more time than they deserve. In the very plain English. Yes. I like all that. I agree with you. That the, I f find the beginning part a little... Maybe he would just accuse me of being caught up in the same thing as these people from those other ages. But, yeah, he doesn't offer much of an alternative in this chapter, or yeah. this uh, bullet. They should have, yeah, remained fixed on and found satisfaction. He gave us the bullet before where it's... Yeah. There's some discipline when what you're supposed to do is just lean into that discipline. And I guess don't do any of these things, right. which to me seem marrying, raising, don't fall in love, don't throw parties, don't, don't do business, yeah. don't farm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Sometimes you're a little bit of a crank. Uh, yeah. Marcus. Seems like a sad way to live. Yeah. Last chapter. Yeah. We'll do one more here. Number 33. Oh, wow, boy, this is an interesting observation. Words once in common use now sound archaic. Well, <laughs> he's not completely well, without some self-awareness. Well, that's, that's not the end of the entry. Uh, okay, yeah, I figured. <laughs> but yes, he's got some awareness. Boy, what, what words sounded archaic to Marcus, I would like to know. And the names of the famous dead as well sound archaic. Camillus, Cezo, Volusus, Dentatus, wow. Scipio and Cato, Augustus, Hadrian and Antoninus, and Inus, Antoninus. and uh, everything fades so quickly, turns into legend, and soon oblivion covers it. Yeah. And those are the ones who shone. Yeah. The rest, unknown, unasked for, a minute after death. What is eternal fame? Emptiness. Then what should we work for? Only this, Cohen. Proper understanding, unselfish action, truthful speech. A resolve to accept whatever happens as necessary and familiar, flowing like water from that same source and spring. Okay. That's, That's nice. nice. Yeah. I'm way more on board with this, yeah. this concept here, that truth and unselfishness for their own sake might be worth pursuing in life, even though... Legacy is yeah, obli yeah. oblivion is coming for all of us. Yeah. Maybe this is what Marcus has been. This is the core concept he he's been trying to get at the whole time. I keep thinking that he wants to be remembered. Yeah, and I I want to believe I want to say that's because he said things that sound like that. But I think this is the thing he he's come back to more often, which is those things don't matter. And I think this was a big deal for Romans because they had this legend worship, like family legend worship thing. The Caesar had the room of ancestors. Yeah. So I think he's, this is a big realization for him. Yeah. Is that actually, I don't care. I should just right. be a good guy. This feels, yeah, throwing off the burdens of legacy and yeah. stuff that he must have been dealing with from a very young age. It's pretty intense. Imagine growing up in a society where that is normalized. Yeah. And there is this pressure on you, the emperor, need to... Just anyone, just you as a Madsen. Yeah. This is what your ancestors just accomplished. Just, what have you... Like, yeah. you're going to be on this wall. Add to that. Yeah. yeah. What is your what is your byline going to say? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yes. Not a kind of pressure that I... Normally experience. In particular. Yeah. 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 Um, but yes, I like... The way he is phrasing at the end, what he thinks is actually, which, which he, I feel like he doesn't often do this, as you're pointing out. Much more frequently, he criticizes the way people live their lives and so, so on and so forth. He doesn't spend a ton of time dwelling on what should we work for. And this, where he says only this, proper understanding, unselfish action, truthful speech. End of list. Yeah. That's pretty That's nice. nice. Yeah. yeah it's that, pretty, I, pretty controllable. All those things are things you can control, which is nice. Yep. And they're... I can see why they're beautiful and worth pursuing yeah. in their own right, yeah. too. Yeah. Sort of totally independent of legacy. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's true. Nice one, Marcos. Should we wrap it up there? 
Let's wrap it. Okay. Thanks, Marcus. Cool. Yeah. Appreciate it, Marcus. If, if anyone gives us a, a review that is not one star, we'll know. Yeah. And we'll be so grateful. Yeah. The amount of positive attention, we maybe haven't billed <laughs> enough. The amount of positive attention that good reviews will receive on this podcast. Oh, yeah. Is, yeah. You'll... You'll just see what you yeah, get. There's only one expect, way to find out. Yes, expect some major positive recognition if you give us a five-star review. Not four stars, to be clear. Five-star <laughs> review. We'll get some. We, we should be able to achieve four-star just with Tom's five-star review. Yes, but I'm saying any individual reviewer who gives us a five-star yeah. review should at least get some kind of shout-out on the podcast. Yeah. Plus, yeah, some other TBD. Yeah. Leave your address in a comment. Yes. Yeah. That's well, a bad idea. Don't yeah. do that on the internet. <laughs> yeah. But something. Yeah. You, you, you get in contact with us. Thanks, everyone. Bye. All right, bye.